0: Welcome back everyone. You're listening to episode 65 of Double Hot Beat, where we take the pulse of the beer and brewing scene. I'm James, a homebrewer and beer enthusiast.
1: And I'm Shannon, a beer intermediate. It's the holiday season.
0: So beer me now.
1: <laughs> nice improv. Well, hello everyone. With the holidays fast approaching, we're kind of in the thick of it right now. We wanted to do one of our annual gift... Giving idea episodes and just give you some tips and ideas if you're still trying to scramble and find something for your beer-loving, homebrewing person in your life.
0: In scouring the homebrewing podcasts these days, there's so many gift ideas out there. We tried to come up with some unique ones for you that we didn't cover before either. So,
1: Mm -hmm. But first, James, you've been busy. You've been... In the home brewery what has been going on
0: well it's been extremely busy at the home brewery i'm going from having six beers down to none quickly had to restock meaning Mm -hmm. frantic brew like crazy so one of the first beers that i want to talk about that i made with one of my neighbors eric was a hazy pale ale of my own recipe and Mm I didn't base it off of any recipe like I've done in the past. Of I've found, you know, through all the brewing magazines and all the homebrewing forums, if there's like a good base that I find for a specific style, I'll give it a try rather than just diving in, you know, full bore. This one, I decided, you know what, with the Cosmic punch yeast from omega yeast that we had bianca on our episode with so make sure you tune into that one if you haven't already i was just so excited with that yeast and what the possibilities it could do for a beer that i went full bore and i made my own recipe for it so it's going to be called cosmic haze pale ale and i wanted it to be very drinkable yet not on the super light side. So it came out to a 5.7%. So I think that's right in the good range. It's hazy. I really went full bore on the Whirlpool hops on this beer. Mm -hmm. Again, the, the grist on it was very simple. Standard two row, caramel 40 and added about a quarter of a pound of flaked wheat in mm. a five gallon batch and I, I really appreciate feedback i was kind of shooting off my recipe to a couple different home brewers to to see you know that it really excel at pale ales and ipas and one of those of course was jason lowry from steel city brewing mm-hmm. gold medalist so he he's just a wizard at when it comes to pale ales and ipas yeah. So I sent him my recipe and I was like, you know what? Like I ne- I know I need to add some wheat. How much should I do? I think I almost had maybe 15 to 20% or even almost 40% of my grist, which was way too high. Yeah, of that's wheat. A lot. <laughs> and then, you know, talking with him, I took it down to a, a pretty much like less than 4%. And I think I would. Thank uh, you, Jason. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Jason. I think I would up it just a Tad for give it more of that mouth feel and a little bit more head on that beer, make it a little more fluffy. But I think it was good for it. your
1: first. Uh, it was your first time you ever made your own recipe, so I think that was a a good first adjustment because then you can from there make additions in the future. So.
0: Yeah, and for the hops, uh, everyone's like, what hops did you use in this pale ale? So some of my favorite hops, obviously Cascade, I've done that before. But uh, on this brew, I did a lot of El Dorado hops, which when I see that on a menu, along with Idaho 7, Mm -hmm. I really have to try those IPAs and those pale ales. So this one was a one ounce of Cascade during the boil of 30 minutes. And then I did a total, get this Shannon, of three ounces of el dorado in the whirlpool folks oh my
1: gosh so i went
0: overload on my whirlpool and boy did it shine in this beer Mm -hmm. the aromatics on it and just the floral notes i get i i was blown away by it and i think shannon was just watching me as i first poured it and like the amazement of after i smelled it (laughs) and like tried it of like i can't believe this is actually good
1: i honestly forgot it was something that you concocted in your head i thought it was I thought it was a pre made recipe. I knew it was, but when I tasted it, I wasn't like, oh, this is clearly something that he thought up.
0: Oh, I was like, Oh, this is, is good. James Beer. Oh. No,
1: but I you know what I mean? Like I wasn't I didn't go into it the headset, like, oh, this is a brand new recipe I should prepare for the worst. But I drank it and didn't none of those thoughts came into my head.
0: Yeah, I think the I, I love that cosmic punch yeast too. I'll definitely be using it again. I think I'll try it again with just, say, like a juicy or a citrus yeast and see how that compares. But I really do think the yeast made a huge difference in this beer. Mm-hmm. And again, the boil, I did a 90-minute boil on this. I usually do 60, and you know what? I think it worked out well.
1: Yeah, I I liked it. I didn't spit it out. <laughs> Glowing reviews from... Glowing
0: reviews, I didn't spit it out, <laughs> says Shannon. So supportive.
1: I try my hardest.
0: That's the intermediate home brewer coming out of Shannon. Where she even heard, she's getting tough on critiques of beers. But before, yeah, I drink it. Now it's yeah. You know what? Yeah, I didn't spit it out. You didn't spit it. Out. But you're not a pale ale or an IPA. No, but normally, that's what I'm saying
1: so. is I. When I drank it, I, I'm I'm trying to give you a compliment, but it's not coming out in the way that it should. <laughs> when I drank it, I didn't think like. Oh, mm. I was like, oh, this is drinkable to me, which is actually a good, a good compliment. I think
0: you'd be a good beer judge. Uh, you should try. I think I would be a horrible and, uh,
1: beer judge and I should never get involved with that. <laughs> People would be like, wow, great feedback. It's drinkable. It's drinkable. Well, Everyone else next to me is like the notes of
0: floral and well, lavender no, I, I think and if the I gave you the back
1: a... end of this beer is really hitting the
0: sweet spot. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what beer judges do at all. <laughs> I think if I gave you the score sheet and basing it off if numbers had, and criteria, yeah. I think you would be able to do If to do I took perfectly. like
1: what we did with Gareth and Caitlin and in our brew off, if I had a similar description to that of what it should taste like, then yes, I could definitely give you some good scores. But I am not a beer aficionado like Mandy neglitch who we had on episode 50, who you brewed a beer based off of hers second right
0: yeah so I've been wanting to do a stout for a long time and before not drinking that much stout myself I didn't want to have a keg or kegs of stout just sitting around but after finding out that so many of our neighbors in um, our neighborhood love the darker beers this time of year I thought how good would it be to make a award-winning stout and so I actually in issue 44 of Zergery mm-hmm. magazine which i love this is uh, medals for days was the title of that issue mm-hmm. issue 44 i should say Ma- Mandy's imperial stout that she won a gold medal for was in that and it, it breaks down the recipe for you which is great touch base with Mandy and i was like hey like i'm thinking of doing your gold medal beer is there anything that you would have liked to change or anything different from that award winning beer? And there was really nothing. I mean, one goal. So I mean, yeah. Clearly, <laughs> I wouldn't change much either. If
1: it ain't broke, don't fix it.
0: So I'm always looking to change something in some little way. Um, so you want to make it your own. Yeah. You don't want to just exactly. do exactly
1: what she did. So.
0: And again, some of the ingredients that she had uh, originally, I couldn't find from my local homebrew shop or online even. So I had to find some substitutes for that. But pretty much, I was pretty much spot on of what she used in her recipe. But one of the good things and amazing things that I've wanted to try for years was a barrel-aged beer. And, of course, you know how expensive barrels are these days. Of They're like $175 if you can find one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our neighbor Kyle actually found... Someone who was selling some, Sons of Liberty, who's a local distiller in our area, Mm -hmm. and I love their Battle Cry whiskey, and he happened to come across some barrel, you know, some barrels of Battle Cry left over, so uh, he graciously gifted one of those to us to to brew this beer on. And so Mm -hmm. I said, you know what? Let's make a brew day out of this and let's get the whole neighborhood involved. This stout I really was drawn to because of the yeast. She, in Mandy's recipe, she used more of an English yeast in it. And I asked her, what will that do to the stout? And she says it gives it a bit of a figgy, dark berry aroma and flavor when it Mm. interacts with the pale chocolate malt that's in the grist. And I think that's just brilliant, another way of adding a level of complexity yeah. to something like a stout.
1: Well, um, as we've said, yeast is probably the most important ingredient in beer, so it's very versatile.
0: Yeah, and this, this beer is going to knock everyone's socks off because—
1: Yeah, what was the OG gravity, James?
0: <laughs> yeah, so the Mandy's, I think, came out to just 10%, 10% just 10% yeah. because it's an imperial stout. Yeah. So our OG came in at 1.089. Um, it was supposed to be okay. 1.1. So we are pretty close on that. And again, uh, this was a brew day with all our neighbors. So shout out to Eric, Kyle, Don, Jim, Steve, Dan. Yeah, I think they covered it.
1: I think that was i think that was it
0: <laughs> and i mentioned this because it was just so exciting to have a brew day with people that generally enjoy beer and we cracked open some clown shoes their mm-hmm. christmas variety pack which is a great variety pack if anyone out there is looking for one that just has one of each kind of beer that way you don't have to if you don't like a certain one or it's not your jam you don't have to just put it aside and it just sits in your fridge so it was it was a great learning experience for them seeing you know mm-hmm. and I made sure that they each had a part in the process and it wasn't just me standing there and t- telling them what to do yeah because you know what like who knows they could be future homebrewers as well and maybe we could get the homebrewing street going yeah yeah so some ha- like to add hops mash in and we even had our own MacGyver it moment Shannon dun 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 <laughs> yeah
1: I <laughs> luckily I was not here for this but I came down the basement stairs I don't know I'll kind of check to see how much longer it's going to be or something and i just see pools on the floor and a lot of pig mats and kind of that thing that guys do when they try to block things with their bodies so you don't see what's happening
0: and uh, i don't think that was intentional but <laughs> i think that was more of we were trying to control the situation uh, but we actually clogged our the filter housing going from almost going into our after the boil and all, all that and we were going to go into our chiller the malt on this was just so strong that it just totally caked up our our filter housing, the mesh filter that we usually I have I run through for hop debris and um, mm-hmm. making sure that gets out of it. But this time, all the malt and all those f- fermentable sugars and everything just caked on that filter so much that we had to bypass that filter housing, which luckily with the SS Brewtech uh, manifold tree, I was able to isolate that one line, close those valves and then redirect it to just go directly to our chiller instead. And that saved the day. And if I didn't have that manifold where I had that capability of taking, closing that one problem area, it would have ruined mm. that whole batch of beer. Just, it, would, it was at that point where it was post boil and you know, it matters after that so what we did was we just put it into our SS Brewtech tech uni tank and had that sit for about two weeks and then actually this past week we racked it into the whiskey barrels and yeah. then we we're hoping to have it for at least two months before we test it and see if we if it's good where we are and I, I basically what I did before the barrel it was just so strong and just so fresh of whiskey that was still in there so fresh so fresh I had a choice of either I could, you know, just leave it as is and just rack it right in there. Uh, but what I did is I just did hot water, a hot water bath in it, and mm-hmm. I just had it soak for 24 hours. And then I emptied out that water and then went ahead and racked it. And success. I mean, and, and Eric built a, a rack for yeah. it. So it sits beautifully and then we just used a uh, clear Tupperware container storage container
1: which James stole from our Christmas wrapping <laughs> storage
0: yeah I did that
1: he's like hey has got any uh, totes lying around got that aren't totes? filled with things I said nope and he's like what about this one that has all of our Christmas bows and boxes what about the one that's got all the
0: wrappers and wrappers wrapping, wrapping paper ribbon whatever yeah, you so needless it. to
1: say that is no longer in the container that's just in a closet milling about on their lonesome. <laughs> yeah. Co-mingling with each other, the bows are touching the ribbon, the ribbon is touching the it's tissue Christmas paper. Christmas
0: chaos, everybody. God. Uh, but I did that to make sure that before the barrel and the staves actually expand, the little bit of leakage that comes out, I didn't want that going all over the floor. Okay. But so far so good. I mean, when I did the hot water, some there was some leakage, but once again, once that wood expanded, um mm-hmm. so it's good to go. So I'm well, really excited about that stout, and I know everybody's patiently waiting on that.
1: Yeah, I uh, guess it'll probably be done around your birthday.
0: Yeah, it's it's going to be good. And right now, we're on track with 10.1% ABV. Mm, okay. So Maybe I'm you. excited. I hope it comes out good. Knock your socks off. Yeah, I mean, the grain bill on this was just insane. Maris Otter, uh, Carafil 3. Crystal 40, 80, 120, flaked wheat, flaked oats, Belgian special B, German, assimilated malt. That's a
1: lot of stuff.
0: Table sugar, American chocolate.
1: Wait, there was chocolate in there?
0: No, 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 no. It it was the malt. (laughs) It was chocolate malt.
1: I'm just kidding. I knew it was malt. Or did I?
0: This was a 75-minute mash at 150. Boil was 90 minutes. And yeah, it was freaking awesome
1: hmm Well, it sounded like you were having a grand old time down here.
0: The yeast was White Labs WLP007 Dry English Ale Yeast, which is one of the reasons why I picked this one, because I thought it was mm-hmm. a unique choice. Yeah. And, and definitely a good t- holiday stout, I think, if it has that, that kind of like that figgy. Figgy pudding. Figgy kind of flavor to it. Yeah, but by the
1: time it's done, we'll be in the thick of winter, so I think it'll be a good. Bonfire You know, you beer. guys can, yeah, stand out in the snow and sip your beer. We can get everyone, like, ooh, this, another gift idea, which doesn't exist yet, I don't think, but gloves with mugs built in. You know, like, how people with I running think those strollers. Exist.
0: I think those exist.
1: Okay, well, maybe we <laughs> should find some for everyone. You know what I'm talking about? Like, the ones you put on your stroller or, like, when you're, like, riding your bike in the wintertime and you're, like, it, like, stays on the handlebars when you take your hand out. Have you ever seen those? It's like that but with a beer mug in it.
0: I mean, the, the great thing, too, is we spitball ideas, too, during the brew day and, We're gonna do a garbage beer where we're gonna throw some darts. We're gonna we're gonna throw some darts at a dart board that has uh, different base malts and then different hops and then different boil times and whirlpool steps and we're gonna just see where the darts lie and brew a beer and see if it comes out good.
1: May the odds be ever in your favor.
0: So that's gonna be fun. Can't wait to do that.
1: Yeah. Well, I think I'll actually try the stout.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're so you're so positive this time of year, Shane. I think Uh, I'll try the stout. You're such a critic.
1: You know I don't like stouts and that I've always said probably the only stout I will actually drink is if I'm in the Guinness factory and it's coming straight from the mouth of Guinness. Then straight I will Straight
0: from the mouth of Guinness. <laughs>
1: then I will drink a stout. But this I will try because right. it was made with bro magic.
0: Bro magic? <laughs> okay. And again, yeah, it wasn't good. it wasn't all males by choice. It just so it happened just happened to be that way. That word got out, and one after one, like wildfire, one, yeah, it just it was spread. Like wildfire, yeah.
1: <laughs> it was, yeah. It was just by coincidence.
0: By coincidence, yes. By half circumstance. But yeah, Very if you are interested in that dart idea and actually seeing seeing what that entails, uh, just direct messages on our Instagram page at Double Hot Beat Podcast, yeah. so we can make sure if you want to see a video of that shenanigans um maybe we can make it happen
1: definitely speaking of shenanigans I uh, tradition is back this year it tradition came, is back came back it was
0: lost <laughs> yeah well
1: 2020 we all know is just it was its own entity so i brought back james's beer advent calendar last year was just too chaotic with moving not moving um last year being, i got thirsty being heavily pregnant you know just Things that got in the way of me purchasing 24 beers before the 1st of December. So uh, it is back this year, though. And James is, I think, enjoying it. I tried to get... It's getting harder and harder every year because he tries so many beers. And the first time I did this, it was easy to find stuff you hadn't had before because you hadn't really had that much craft beer. And then every year you try so many different kinds and breweries and styles that I have to go to multiple stores to find enough that you, what I think are ones you haven't tried. So not sure if I've given you one you've already had before yet, but I think you're enjoying it so far.
0: Shannon's just got the sleigh and she's got the reindeer. Yeah. She's just going and hitting every store in the block.
1: <laughs> every liquor store, package store to find all the beer.
0: <laughs> find all the beers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but before, and you're going to give us a couple that you've enjoyed so far, but I will say the majority of them, because I wanted to support local, I went to Crafted, which is our well, it used to be a lot more local for us, but now that we've moved, I made the trek over there uh, to check them out and get you some beers because he always has the best recommendations over at Crafted.
0: Yeah, I mean, in, especially if you got a lot of local breweries, smaller breweries in your area, and a lot of them, you can get single cans these days too. I think I, when we started doing this beer advent calendar, I didn't see anything online about other people or even breweries making their own advent calendars mm-hmm. and i'm seeing it's catching on now where small breweries are even making their own advent calendar of just all their styles of beer
1: i am a trendsetter yeah i set trends and, and, on, they stick. and
0: on that note uh <laughs> you're going to be very unpopular with everybody on the neighborhood because word got out of these oh, I'm not, Advent hey. calendars and I, I said you know what shannon started it for me years ago and then like, I'm going to be... go home and tell my wife that um, Shannon gets James 24 beers for yeah, an advent calendar. They what can, are you doing? They can
1: text me and say, thank you for the amazing idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I said all comments, uh, criticisms can be sent to uh, Shannon.
1: Yeah, well, we'll see if that happens. I feel like I am gifting them a gift by giving ideas.
0: You ju- you're just <laughs> the Santa of our neighborhood now.
1: And the Mrs. Claus. No, I'm not. I'm just kidding. That's not true.
0: Santa <laughs> can be a woman. Come on.
1: True. I guess I'm the Phyllis Lappin of <laughs> our
0: neighborhood. We 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 just need a Kevin to sit on your lap. Yes.
1: <laughs> exactly. But what which, uh, which ones have you enjoyed so far, James? What are your favorite? Your top three?
0: Top three. Should I start with three and go up? Whatever you Probably. feel like. It's your call. Uh, so far out of the days, what's it? The twelfth right now, or just uh, looking whatever. out on the twelfth. So yeah. So. Um, The top three, I'd say Seven Saws Brewing out of Holden, Mass. Uh, They're seven, New England IPA, 6.9% ABV. They're juicy, hazy, citrusy, um, and it's got bountiful dry hop goodness. Bountiful. It's bountiful.
1: It is like a cornucopia in a glass.
0: It's like elves just packed too many hops in that package, and then it just explodes like when you just drink it. It's great.
1: Okay, picture that, everyone.
0: Picture, picture that, everybody.
1: <laughs> What's number two?
0: Number two, a year with Dr. Nandu, and this is by Aeronaut at a Somerville, Mass. And it's an American IPA, six point three percent ABV. It's a West Coast style IPA. Love West Coast style IPAs. Um, Mosaic, Citra, Centennial hops. Uh, great hop combination in this uh, wonderful fruit aroma with notes of pine and I miss these kind of IPAs this Sierra Nevada kind of celebration style west coast IPA where it's just you get that those notes of pine and uh, and this just brings me back to last year when I had that thing for spruce tip IPAs and I don't think
1: you ever gave up your thing for first. No, tip IPAs. I'm just
0: waiting in the forest for some more spruce tips. <laughs> okay. Uh, but this one, this one was great. It had some great flavors. Um, had a nice dryness to it. If you're looking to check out a West Coast IPA, definitely, highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. And the number one so far that's just blown away every other beer on this. Ready for it? It's not an IPA.
1: I know. I was a little surprised that you liked this one so much.
0: And I think it's probably one of those. Situations where it's so new to me and I'm so used to just IPA, 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 blonde, you know, whatever. (laughs) That this style, just like, it was just a showstopper. And so this beer is a Belgian strong, dark ale. It's uh, Trappist Rochefort. And this is 9.2% ABV. It's a Trappist ale. And it's rich, malty, yet... It's complex and it's got fruity notes and it just, it breathes very well. And I I say breathes because you have this in a goblet and it's just, it, the aromas and just the malt just blend together so well that you really just want to mull it over and you just want mm. to, it's a sippable beer. Good for a fireside chat if you're trying to have a chat with somebody by the fire. <laughs> Pop this thing open, 9.2%, that'll get you going. Mm. And, and if you've
1: got a difficult conversation to have. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. If you have any interventions, uh, you need to do this. I don't know if bringing,
1: I mean, it depends what type of intervention you're no. going to. And I don't know. Oh, gosh. Uh, this one, I well, like I said, I was surprised that you liked it so much. Um, and they did actually, I think they did have it at Crafted, but this one I had to go to a fancy store in boston in the big city james
0: well it's rochefort from rochefort belgium mm-hmm. so those european style beers are unless you go to a specialty store um they're getting harder and harder to find because not many people would just pick up off the shelf you know and it's in a nice bottle i i think that was it was
1: fancy there was gold foil on it
0: there was i had to take gold foil yeah. off the top and it i was, was almost this like champagne royalty. of beer yeah
1: yeah it, it was it fancy 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 pants
0: yeah, it's royalty. Yeah. So definitely check them out. If you can find that in, uh, like you said, like a specialty craft beer mm-hmm. store or even like, I think like tr- Total Wine or like some of those bigger like warehouse yeah, type they might, might have yeah. it that has like a lot of Belgian ales. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mandy would be proud of me for that beer because it's yeah. a Belgian style. And again, farmhouse style we're getting into as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's well, so you're scary. about
1: halfway through... This year's Advent Calendar, so. I've drank to, halfway through. <laughs> well, you'll have to let us know how the second half of the month goes.
0: I will. Okay,
1: great. Uh, so we finally wanted to give you some little gift ideas. And James and I both came up with a couple. Well, I came up with a three. James, looks like you came up with a little bit more than me. But I think we should just go back and forth. So I'll do one, you do one. How's S- that sound?
0: Sounds beautiful, baby.
1: Okay, thanks. So I kind of went beer adjacent or like. Not, sidebar
0: beer side yeah
1: because I feel like you know in the past we, we've done a couple of these episodes now and in the past we've recommended homebrewing equipment or yep. little gadgets things like that so I didn't want to repeat anything we've already talked about and I'm a fan of getting someone who's interested in a hobby like something you might not have thought of before
0: yeah. and also keeping so, gender out of it too I think a lot of well
1: one of mine is kind of I mean I guess anybody could use one of the things that I have on this list but it's Kind of gender specific, but you never know. It could be gender neutral. Yeah. Um, so the first thing I'm recommending or suggesting is obviously,
0: obviously. a book. Oh <laughs> crap.
1: But I think it's something I think you might enjoy this book, James, but it's Does this mean
0: I'm getting this book? No, you're not. Okay. Uh,
1: spoiler alert, none of these things I'm recommending are under the tree for
0: you. OK,
1: I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but so this is the new IPA scientific guide to hop aroma and flavor. So the author of this book, Scott Janish, actually looks at a bunch of scientific studies having to do with hops. And he wrote a whole book about how the science behind them, how they affect the makeup and flavor profile of beer. So it's just a really in-depth look at hops. And it, I would say that this is more for an intermediate or advanced home brewer and probably not for someone just getting into it because this is for someone who's looking to really like up their game or understand the science behind what's going on and apply that to their recipes, kind of like what you've been doing with building your recipes out. So I would say if, you're, if you've if you got a really advanced home brewer and you've just run out of ideas for them because they have everything under the sun already, this is a book that they might be interested in if they want to really delve deeper into the science of hops.
0: And it's also for people that are just want to be more um, more knowledgeable about the craft beers that they love to enjoy at their local breweries as well. I think you don't have to be a home yeah, brewer definitely. for these books.
1: I mean, this book, and I, the reason I thought about it is because it really highlights that hazy, like what goes on behind the hazy IPA. And I know that that's something that you are really enjoying right now. So that's what kind of got my attention when I
0: first saw it. Yeah, it's, it's a great idea. So and if you if you're a little more knowledgeable and looking at all right, I like this hop or I like I like these flavors and and you've read up on it, then when you go to one of these restaurants or breweries, you're you're more inclined to pick something that you'd probably like over yeah, something else.
1: Definitely. What's your first recommendation, James?
0: All right, well, I'm going to match a book with a gift card Ooh. because we're going boring right now and then we'll work our way up. But <laughs> I think gift cards are great for a brewer, especially if they have a favorite homebrew shop or an online Mm -hmm. retailer ingredient, wherever they get their ingredients from. Because ingredients, as everyone knows, who doesn't have like a stockpile of ingredients, they add up and it gets expensive. And it's just something nice that you can say, I'm thinking of you and I know you have this hobby, but you don't have to think of, oh, do they already have this? Mm -hmm. So I, I refrain from gift cards just because it's, you know, you're getting a card. But I, I think say, if I you thought... put some thought into it and write something along with the gift card of, I know you like this style beer, here's, you know, here, thing to get some ingredients for that next great one or something, you know, like.
1: Or you write a note saying, brew me some beer, bitch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and make sure it's the actual gift card, folks. Don't do like an IOU a gift card to X, Y, <laughs> and Z, Shannon.
1: I have only done that once or twice over the past 14 years so you can just get off my back james
0: and especially if you make it so nice where it actually looks like a legit gift card and you think it's a gift card and you go okay on the and one time like, i had to do that is because
1: it didn't come in time okay for me to give you the actual gift <laughs> and therefore i had to improvise
0: boom roasted oh,
1: gosh okay well thank you for that uh, <laughs> so my recommend next recommendation This is one that I said could be gender specific, but anybody could really wear this. So it is a beer molecule pendant necklace. And so I actually found it on Etsy um, by the seller Molecular Motifs. And this one in particular is $31 and it is sterling silver. And it is actually, it's a molecular breakdown of homolum. I can never say any scientific words, but H-U-M-U-L-O-N-E, which is a bitter in hops. So that was a cool little like, you know, nod to, hey, I'm into beer, but I don't want to scream that I love beer. Like, I don't want a t-shirt that says, I love
0: beer. You don't have the t-shirt that says, I tap a kega? No. No. Which I did have that t-shirt in college. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't want uh, that. So it's that a little
1: funny. just like a subtle, you know, you're in in the fandom, but, you know, if you know, you know.
0: No, it's pretty cool. look uh, pretty legit. So I'm going even more boring, Uh, <laughs> just because this is something that-
1: James a dad now, and he's only boring.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll spare you from the jokes today. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I don't have any jokes this time. Okay. But I do have some very dry, <laughs> dry products here. That was my attempt at a joke. So I guess I lied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Shannon mentioned a pig mat before when we were talking about our MacGyver moment. Mm-hmm. And something that i thought of that actually is really helpful around my home brewery for those out there who do make messes and home brewing it's kind of a way of working and Mm -hmm. things happen and luckily like we're brewing in a basement so the floor you know and stuff it's not like we're in a laundry room or somewhere where if it leaked out we're in you know deep trouble Um, so these absorbent water absorbent mat pads by the pig brand. Mm -hmm. I've been using, I was familiar with from, in biotech, we had these pig mats that they're just absorbent mats that are reusable, but most people don't reuse them if it's got nasty things on it. (laughs) But if it's water, you can reuse them. Mm -hmm. And you can literally use one of these pieces of this mat and it breaks off, it's like a thick, thick paper towel almost. And it absorbs so much that if you have like a spill or something, you just can put it on there and then you can wring it out. So then like you just put it back over whatever Mm -hmm. spill. And it has saved my butt quite a few times of preventing um, wart or CIP liquid or anything or glycol from going over the floor all over the place. And they're really cheap. Well, not cheap, but they're (laughs) inexpensive. They're only $35 for a pack of 20 on Amazon. So it's re- it's reasonable for mm-hmm. what you get with them versus using like four things of paper towels just to try and clean up or reusable towels, which I've used as well. And then you get to put mm-hmm. them in the wash. They don't absorb as much as these do. So definitely a good gift idea for that home brewer in your life. And I, obviously I would like pair it with something. I wouldn't just get them like, here's some mats. And they're like, okay, thanks.
1: Some people might appreciate that, James.
0: I mean, I would, I mean.
1: <laughs> Shannon goes on Amazon.
0: Shannon goes on. Amazon, selects cart, pig mats for Adds James. Adds to cart. Order now. But yeah, again, boring, but something outside the box that most people don't think of, and it's not a glamorous yeah. item, but it's definitely something that they'll be like, "Wow, that was super helpful." Around for that the practical home
1: person in your life who doesn't like frivolous things. Yeah, exactly. Or random action
0: figures. Exactly.
1: Okay, thank you. My last recommendation is for people who love beer and meat. <laughs>
0: meat? Meat. Yeah. Oh, I like thought you said steak, mead.
1: chicken. No, meat. M E A T. Like if you like to grill. Uh, they are beer infused rubs, like dry rubs. Ooh. Yeah. So these particular ones are on uncommongoods.com. Uh, it's a six pack and it comes with a cherry chipotle ale rub, a honey mustard IPA rub, which sounds delicious, a hickory peach porter rub, an imperial coffee stout. A jalapeno lime pilsner, which sounds just Mm. like margarita uh, cinco de mayo in a rub. And then a mesquite peppercorn lager rub.
0: Wow. That sounds good.
1: Just kind of a cool way to incorporate beer into something that's different. And, you know, if someone likes to grill while they're brewing, you know, have a little snack maybe, or you get hungry after the fact, you can have beer on your food.
0: Man, we sound like a bunch of commercials here. Like, and we're not even getting paid by any of these people. We, that never, get these. we <laughs> never get paid by anybody. We never get paid by anybody. But yeah, so again, no ads, but we're basically giving you ads for free uh, yeah. because we like these products. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> whatever.
1: Okay, James, what do you got for us? All what are right. Your
0: final recommendations. So. Again, I guess I can. I should have went with the gift card idea of doing a local brewery. Yeah, that kind of that kind of goes with in. Beers. With beers, the- you can get them beers, merch, and like it's just come a long way. And it also it's a win win. You support your local small businesses, your small breweries, um, and it's like really cool. Like the glassware you can get from certain breweries, and the T shirts or mm-hmm. or hats or anything like that from there. Like they come up with pretty clever stuff. So mm-hmm. that goes with the gift card idea that I had. Sorry, so the fun. All right, let's get some fun here. (laughs) Extract recipe kits. And I really want to mention this this holiday season versus all the recommendations I've made, you know.
1: The other times we've talked about them?
0: The other times we've (laughs) talked about them. Is because if you know a full advanced home brewer, it's extract recipe kit is still really fun to have or to get because it could be a style that you don't really want to have the time commitment or you don't want to have all the all green ingredients to make that style if you don't know if you really like that style or not um, and it's a fun way of just doing like a one-off like a holiday ale or doing you know you want to just try go full bore with a stout or a porter or like a sour beer or something like it's just a really cool thing that you can get and it, you can wrap it up it's contain. it's not something that's so labor intensive where you have to have like a sack of grain show up at the door mm-hmm. and it's also good for someone that might be looking to get into home brewing and it's it's very reasonable to do and again if you have some you know home depot buckets around like it's people can make it work without having to buy a lot mm-hmm. of things and it's just like over the stovetop and it would just be you know like a fun thing that someone can do and and it's just an easy way to brew beer great and it gets friends involved. Okay, dokie. No, so I'd say that pretty much wraps it up other than getting them a piece of equipment that they've been <laughs> asking for. Again, not many homebrewers ask for things. They just know what they need and they go out and buy it themselves. But if they need like a pH meter or a larger CO2 tank for their kegerator. Is this a list of things that James needs? Or digital thermometer reader. Smaller things that you can, if you're walking around the, their home brewery and you look and say like, oh, like they could use this or they could use that.
1: And for all the home brewers out there who need equipment and don't want to ask for equipment, maybe you should just leave lists of things that you need laying around <laughs> Maybe you should write for a people letter, to find in advance of two weeks before Christmas. Maybe you should
0: write and a letter <laughs> to Santa and drop it in one of those little red mailboxes. Yeah.
1: Too bad I don't get mail from Santa. It's too bad. I can't read Santa's mail. I'm only Mrs. Claus.
0: I have a personal connection with Santa, so.
1: Yes, you do. And his lap. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> Every year.
1: Awesome. Thank you, James. Uh, before we wrap up today, I just wanted to touch base real quick on something that you sent me recently. An article about Miller Light's new beer ornaments. That's right, folks.
0: Beer, beer ornaments. ornaments.
1: Ornaments that have beer. Of Miller Light because isn't that what we've all been asking for? (laughs) A Christmas tree filled of Miller Light. So I, of course, had to investigate what this was. And I thought originally it was ornaments literally filled with beer. And like you take them off the tree and crack them open. But really, it's six ornaments that break apart and you can put a beer can inside and then snap it back together. So it looks like you're drinking an ornament, which to me answered so many questions because in my mind, I was like, How do these beers stay cold on the tree? Like, are you just gonna take a warm beer off of the tree on Christmas morning and crack it open? There's gonna be foam everywhere. What if they fall off the tree? They're just gonna shatter.
0: Children who take yeah. What if a kid just grabs
1: it and starts drinking beer? Like, so I was like, this is questionable. But after reading into it, it, makes more sense. You can just it's like a koozie that looks like a ornament, basically, and then you can hang it on the tree after when it's empty. They say you can just put a ornament hook through the tab of the beer can
0: yeah i so, thought it was eight ounce it was an eight ounce can like they do hold they eight ounce sp- cans they do specialty w- ones where they are spell- selling them where you can get eight ounce cans and put them in there
1: yeah, yeah. so but those are uh, a <laughs> interesting idea uh you from just fill them up with water and then you know go, well, it taste the same ornaments. Um, so their global, cause I thought this was funny, uh, their global VP of family brands of Miller family brands, Sophia says that our beernaments are not only hilarious, but a great way to keep the holidays bright for beer lovers everywhere from drinks to decor James.
0: <laughs>
1: Don't you wish I got these for our tree?
0: Yeah. I'm waiting for Budweiser to do the same thing. Yeah.
1: So if you need one more gift idea, folks. Right out there and get your beardaments from Miller Lite.
0: There you go.
1: Yes. Well, I think that about wraps up this holiday gifting episode. Don't you agree?
0: Is that your attempt at a (laughs) joke?
1: No. Wrapping up? Oh, I made a pun. I didn't even know it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. I'm the best. Okay.
0: Uh (laughs) I'm the best. That's true.
1: Well, thank you everyone for listening to this week's episode of Double Hot Beat. As always, we are looking for homebrewers to share their stories. So send us a direct message on our Instagram at Double Hot Beat Podcast.
0: And as an independent podcast, your support means we stay that way. And you can help us out by rating and reviewing us on all your podcast platforms and following us on our Instagram page at Double Hot Beat Podcast. That really helps us get to new listeners mm-hmm. and really share the love of homebrewing and craft beer with others.
1: Yep, and we just want to say happy holidays to everyone out there. We hope you enjoy whatever holiday you are celebrating. Um, stay weather, safe. Yeah, stay safe. Have
0: some new brews. And uh, yeah. hopefully we'll see you in the new year, baby.
1: <laughs> hopefully we will be there.
0: Hopefully we'll still be here in the new year. <laughs>
1: this has been Double, Double Happy. Catch, Catch you, you on, on the brew, brew side. side.
0: Oh ho, ho. Ding, ding, ding.